Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Dose with moi, Johnny Bois. And today is the fourth episode of the weekly countdown segment. Now just before we get into this, in case you're wondering, yes I am going to be doing that stupid voice again, just because when I announce the numbers in my normal voice, I sound like an altar boy. Here, let me give you an example. Number four. Yeah, that can jog right on. So I will be announcing the numbers like this. Number four. And if that's a problem to any of you, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, tough luck. Because I hate my voice, and I'm sure you guys will agree that you hate it too. So I'm trying to do us all a favor here. So the other night, I wanted to play Call of Duty Zombies. So I was like, <laughs> time for a relapse. But I left myself disappointed when I remembered that the only Call of Duty I've got with a Zombies mode on it is World War II. And that's simply because that was free. PlayStation Plus was giving it away one month, so I downloaded it. I have not bought, nor will I ever have any intentions in buying Call of Duty Black Ops 4, just because I don't agree with what they did removing the campaign for Battle Royale. So I will not be putting my hand in my pocket to pay for that and support that, because I don't agree with it, you dirty maggots. Obviously, if it ever becomes free on PlayStation Plus, I will download it, but purely for zombies. So, I had to load up World War 2 and play the final Reich, which, if you guys listened to my previous episode on Call of Duty, uh, I think it was episode 7, plug, 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 you will know that I like, it's alright, I quite like the final Reich, I like the very dark tone it's got with it, it's very atmospheric, it's very tense, but apart from the atmosphere that the map has around it, the rest of the map is... Uh, well, it's awful. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I hate the boss. I damn hate the boss that's in it. Why does the boss have to be there? You can piss off. So yeah, anyway, whilst I was playing that, that left me reminiscing and wanting for all of my old, classic, beloved zombie maps. So I started ranking in my own head my top 10 Call of Duty zombie maps. And then I thought, hang on, actually, I'm just going to do that for you guys as well for this week's top 10. So, here we go. This is my top 10 Call of Duty zombie map countdown. Whew! Can't forget the clap clap. Number 10. Shadows of Evil. So, Shadows of Evil is the 18th zombies map. And it's the first zombies map in Call of Duty Black Ops 3. The setting of the map takes place in a 1940s fictional morgue city. Where it introduces four new characters to us. Nero, Jessica, Jack and Floyd, which, by the way, Jessica would get it in all the lowest of keys. And our four new adventurers have been transported to a nightmare elm by the Belfine Shadow Man, a supernatural being who has nothing better to do with his time than to mess with people's lives. So these guys have been sent to the nightmare realm because of sins that they have committed in their lives. I can tell you a few that Jessica's done from personal experience, you dirty animal. So this map was the first map to introduce to us, the players, the mechanic of Gobblegum, which I relatively enjoyed early on, but in truth, and this might just be personally, but in truth, after a while, I stopped choosing them because I actually forgot that I had them. Because like once the gimmick of them has worn off, you, you don't really think to use them all that much, but there were some really good ones, and if you used them at the right time, they would they'd save your life. So really they were essential to use. I just personally kept forgetting to use them. It also had with it beast mode, which mm, that was beautiful. Like you had to use beast mode to turn on the power, I believe, if my memory serves me right. So you were kind of forced to use it anyway. 
but it was such a cool mechanic that I found myself going into beast mode even when I didn't have to. Now, while we're talking about beasts, let's get a, the pain in the arse and the reason that this is at number 10 out of the way, the damn Marguers. Sure, they were easy to deal with in the earlier rounds because one or two would only spawn in, but once you were getting into like the 20s and 30s, you'd be getting three or four of these bad boys spawning in alongside 200 zombies and the parasites that they'd spit out as well. They'd just walk around, minding their own business, just pissing everywhere, just pissing all over your face to blind you. Stop it. Stop it now. But I did really love the 1940s setting and it sort of gave me Bioshock vibes. I don't know if anybody else got that, but I was getting Bioshock vibes throughout this map. So yeah, lovely. And if it weren't for the Marguers, I, I would have probably ranked this a bit higher, but then Marguers just did my absolute nutting. But other than that, it was lovely jubbly. Number nine. Die Rise. So Die Rise, AKA Great Leap Forward, AKA Skyscraper, AKA my big penis, is the 14th zombie map and it was included in Call of Duty Black Ops 2. So Die Rise occurs in a post-apocalyptic China and the fight against the zombies takes place on two skyscrapers, the top half of the spawn building. It's broken off for some reason and it's decided to wedge itself, itself upside down between the two skyscrapers. So that sort of acts as a bridge between the two towers while effectively acting as a third building itself. So not a lot of people liked Die Rise for one specific reason and that one reason is the reason I love it and that's because it was the first zombies map to introduce true verticality. There was one part where there's a, there's a gap you have to jump and if you missed time that jump by just a second you better believe that you, you're going to be plummeting to your death. And a lot of people felt like they were cheated by that because they would get caught by it a lot. But I loved that. I loved that every time I was getting chased by a herd of zombies and I had to go and make that jump, my heart would start palpitating just in hopes that I make it. And obviously when you get to the other side, there's this massive sense of relief and fulfillment and like you have escaped successfully until you walk down the hallway and you can hear all the wooden barricades getting ripped straight off of the windows behind you. I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes you would be done dirty by that, so like maybe you'd go to jump and a zombie would just run in front of you at the last minute and it would make you sort of do a little hobble instead of a jump and you'd fall. That would do my head in, but all the other times that you fell down that, I'm sorry, but it was your fault because you mistimed it. Not to mention that this map probably has the tightest corridors in any zombie map history so you always felt like you were forced to be moving forward constantly you couldn't really stay still for a second because you would get overwhelmed the only dig i've got at this map is the jumping jacks which are sort of like your special zombies uh, they can do one they were just like little bouncing hernias and the map would have been better off without them but other than that this map was yummy number eight mob of the dead so Mob of the Dead is the 15th Zombies map and that was included in Call of Duty Black Ops 2 as well. So Mob of the Dead takes place within the infamous Alcatraz Island and includes the Golden Gate Bridge as well. And it takes place in 1933, so like the Prohibition era of America. Again, it gives you four new characters to play as, so you get Finn, Albert, Salvatore and Billy. And they're all mobsters and these mobsters are inmates of Alcatraz and they attempt to execute an escape plan and it just unfortunately seems to land on the same night that a zombie outbreak decides to happen. Oof, talk about bad luck. So Mob of the Dead had a really cool feature called Afterlife Mode 
So someone in afterlife mode could power various utilities and walk through certain walls to reach areas that aren't normally accessible. But afterlife isn't just a gimmick, it's more of a necessity because you need it in order to build the plane to get to the Golden Gate Bridge and use the Pack-a-Punch. Now if you manage to get to the Golden Gate Bridge before round 5 or round 7 maybe, at a push, you're going to meet my new best friend, an all-round nice guy, Brutus. Uh, the memories I've got with you, Brutus. Running through the daisy fields, having picnics. Uh, I miss you. Now, usually, I don't really like bosses in zombie games. Uh, I just like killing good old-fashioned zombies. But I didn't mind Brutus. I thought Brutus was actually quite a nice addition to the Mob of the Dead. So Brutus would rock up whenever you went to the Golden Gate Bridge to use the Pack-a-Punch. Or if you were using the mystery box too much, he would rock up as well. And you always knew when he were about, because all of a sudden your screen would start shaking. And, you know, you might have thought, hang on, is my player having a seizure here? No, if you turn around and look behind you, you'll be greeted by Brutus's sexy face. Hello! But overall, he was quite simple to dispose of, and he didn't get in the way of the enjoyment of the map either. So yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, like every human being, there was one annoying aspect of him. And that was that if he'd been chasing a player for quite a while and he didn't seem to get anyone, he would go off on a Mardi and just release his temper on any perk machine close to his proximity. Which was a pain in the arse because then you had to go and spend 2,000 points to repair it. And if he decided that he wasn't done with his hissy fit and he decided to break another perk machine, that would mean that that's gone up by another 2,000, so that's 4,000 points now. God, kids are expensive when they're stroppy, aren't they? But aside from that, the boss was great, the map was great, I want to play you again, but I don't want to pay any extra money, I'm going to be honest. But yeah, yummy. Number 7. Ascension. So Ascension is the 8th Zombies map and it was available in Call of Duty Black Ops. The map takes place in an abandoned Soviet Cosmodrome in the Soviet Union. So when you first start a game mode on this map, and especially when I played it for the first time, I thought I'd messed my TV up because it was in black and white. I didn't realise that you got colour back when you turned on the power. So I spent the first couple of rounds in this game sweating to the absolute max because I thought I was going to have to spend like 400 quid on a new TV. So you can only imagine my absolute bliss when I turned on the power and all of a sudden my colour restored. But that wasn't the only surprise that Ascension had in store for me because not only had they done that, they got rid of the hellhounds and replaced them with space monkeys, dirty little furballs. These guys were well annoying. Really, very, 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 very annoying. Oh, and they steal your perks. So every time that there was a special, special enemy round, you would have to go and guard your most favorite perks so that they didn't get stolen away from you. Hooligans, complete hooligans. And they also introduced a new perk in this, which was a fan favorite of mine, PhD Flopper. If you don't have experience with PhD Flopper, let me flop this information into your ears. So it was a perk that you'd guzzle down your neck and then whenever you took a dive, you would blow up the zombies around you. And it was amazing for the early rounds, but it would give you a false sense of security because in the later rounds, you'd go to take a dive and the zombies would just be like, what was that? And they just do like a little itch. They're like, oh, that tickled. And then obviously they just slap you up and eat you. But overall, I love that perk. And in this one, instead of teleporters, we had transporters. Oh, fancy name there. Transporters, yeah, because this takes place obviously in a space station. So you'd hop on and it would fly you to another area. Oof. 
advanced. But I have lost count of how many good memories I've had on this map and how much of a fun time I've had. So yeah, again, number six, Shino Numa. So regardless of my opinion on this map, you would be lying if anybody said that this wasn't a defining map in the zombies game mode. This map would bring in some additions that became mainstays in the series. So Shino Numa is the third zombies map ever and it was available in Call of Duty World at War. And it takes place in a swamp somewhere in Japanese territory that's surrounded by dense jungle landscape. There's not a lot of information about where you are to be honest. Sashino Numa introduced the concept of a special round where the player fights against a unique type of zombies and that was in the form of hellhounds and obviously after you killed them all you got a max ammo. It was also the first map in the series to have the mystery box move to random locations on the map as opposed to having a set cycle of places to go and that's why they introduced the mystery box light, the mystery box beacon. So if you look up to the sky, you'll be able to see where the mystery box is like Batman. And Shino Numa introduced that, you sexy beast. The only thing that this map didn't have, which most maps have, is a power option. You couldn't turn on the power, but that's because it takes place in a swamp, so you didn't really need to turn the power on. Now, you had your main hub where you spawned, and then you had four, no three, sorry, you had three different sections on each side of the hub, and each one of them were big enough that you could train zombies and uh, survive up until like round 40s, 50s, and they were for amateur players. So yeah, this made amateur players feel like kings, so thank you very much for that. Number five. Five. So five is the sixth zombie map. Ooh, you missed out on a trick there. You should have released that one as the launch map. Damn. Then number five would have been the fifth map. <laughs> so the map is unlocked after completing the final campaign mission redemption on any difficulty. So you didn't have to be a veteran to unlock this bad boy. Or by being a cheating bugger and entering the code 3 arc unlock on the computer terminal in the main menu. And it takes place in the Pentagon in Virginia. So this map features four real life figures from the Cold War era. So you've got John F. Kennedy, Robert McMahon, Richard Nixon and Fidel Castro. Which any game that lets me play as a zombie slain Fidel Castro I'm down for. So in this map, somebody replaced the Hellhounds for the special round type. And that someone I think is an experimental scientist that's gone crazy from one of the experiments they're running under the Pentagon. He damn looks like it. He doesn't even look like a zombie. And his job is to not hurt you, to not injure you. It's to literally take the weapon out of your hands. What is it with most of these enemy types being thieving little buggers? As soon as you knew that this dude was on the loose, you'd be swapping to your worst weapon and then go hide in a corner for fear that he's coming after you. I've never seen so many people run for their lives as soon as they see this guy and even though i thought it was a cool addition at first i'm gonna be honest after a while i just got fed up of him and it got to the point where as soon as i saw him i just swapped to my worst weapon and i was like yeah just take it and then he leaves you alone but if you did manage to kill him you'd be rewarded with a new power up called the bonfire sale which would make every mystery box on the map i think 10 points so you could just spam it and spam it and spam it until you got your favorite weapon overall this map was very small uh, compared to Kino de Toten. And don't get me wrong, it did have different levels. I think it had three different levels. But to be honest, most of the time spent in the map, you were probably just going up and down in that elevator from the third floor to the second floor, back down to the third floor, and then yet again, yes, back up to the second floor. 
that's probably how you would achieve the most success on that map because just trying to run around the map and survive it wasn't big enough to do that especially if there were a group of four of you overall i never really got to any really high rounds on this map i think 20 like 20 to 25 would be my max but i absolutely love the map still i love that you get to play as these characters and i love that you get to run around the pentagon and just slay zombies it was just mwah, magnificent number four natch dirt on Toten. ah home sweet home where it all began so natch dirt on Toten, german for night of the undead was the first ever zombie map and it was in call of duty world at war and it was a bonus game mode for completing the campaign so Natchdeer and Toten is located in an abandoned airfield where up to four players must defend themselves against waves of the undead and I think how you landed in this was I think it was a plane crash and you've landed in this building and then you wake up and for some reason weird zombies are coming at you and that's all you know you're just thrown into it you're just like here here's your pistol start shooting now i can't really say much for this map because it didn't have much in it it was bare bones literally bare bones the only thing it had in it was a mystery box but it didn't move it just stayed in one room and that was in the second room that you enter and this is zombie defense at its purest form you literally had to buy ammo keep your ammo up get new weapons and defend yourself from well getting bitten on the nose I don't think Treyarch actually knew how much that this bonus game mode would blow up and that it would become the series that it has become today because there are plenty of players like myself that will literally just buy Call of Duty for the zombies and it's all thanks to this map so thank you you sexy sexy beast number three Call of the Dead so Call of the Dead is the ninth map and uh, it was available in Call of Duty Black Ops so when the trailer came out for the map pack that had Call of the Dead in it, Treyarch put out an announcement saying that this was a very special creation for all zombie fans and we get to see why. It features four horror icons along with George A. Romero himself as the zombie boss. So Call of the Dead occurs in an abandoned Group 935 Siberian outpost. And unfortunately for George A. Romero and his celebrities, they're filming a new film there. And unfortunately, this zombie outbreak just happens to come and get them. And George A. Romero takes a bit of a nibble. And us, the players, got to play as either Sarah Michelle Gellar, Robert England, Danny Trejo, or Michael Rooker. So I'm not going to lie, when I first started playing this map and I was getting used to it, I used to find George a bit of a pain in my arse, but after you've got used to the map layout and you've got used to how George handles, you can you can navigate him quite easily because you can't really kill him. You can never kill him. You can just put him down for a few seconds. But I loved the map environment. She had a freighter and a lighthouse and you had to navigate between the two. Going through the lighthouse, always one of the scariest moments in my life. Whenever you're going up or down them stairs in the lighthouse, you can't help but feel like you're just going to get stuck. You're just going to get sandwiched between zombies coming up and down. Now, overall, this map was a bit of a gimmick as it didn't really add much to the game mode as a whole. But it was a gimmick that I was happy to lap up. Like I said, some of the most iconic horror characters ever in here. And George A. Romero. Yes, please. Number two, Kino de Toten. So this was the first zombies map for Call of Duty Black Ops and this is where my true addiction began. So this takes place in an abandoned theatre 
and oh my god the environment was beautiful. So the map introduces some new components to the zombies mode, including crawler zombies, yeah, them little smelly buggies. Every time you downed one of these, they'd go poof and unleash toxic smoke, and if you walked through that it would blind you for a good few seconds, so you were liable to get attacked from zombies. And it was also the map to introduce the iconic wonder weapon, Thundergun. <laughs> that weapon was both beautiful and hilarious. So if you hit a group of zombies in close range with this thing, that group would die, especially in the early rounds. If you're going like mid-range and shooting it into a group of zombies, they'd just sort of get flung back. But just seeing like a herd of 20 zombies get flung back into a theater screen was, that tickled my pickle. But I have spent absolute hours on this map. In fact, it was easier playing it by yourself because you could train the zombies around the backstage. If you did it well, you could get to like round 30, 40. But I don't even want to try and count how many hours I've put into this map with my friends because I think that would make me quite sad. But yeah, beautiful. Mwah. Number one, Darice. So Darice is the fourth zombies map and it's the final zombies map in Call of Duty World at War. It is set in Group 935's main base of operations in Germany and was the debut of the teleporters and the pack-a-punch machine. Which, when I first pack-a-punched a gun, don't think for a second, I didn't make a mess in my pants because I did and I'd be lying to you guys if I said that I didn't. I couldn't believe how powerful my Thompson was when it came out of that machine. And obviously, like I've just said, it, it debuted the teleporters. So obviously you did have to go and link them up to the main hub at the back end of the map. But as soon as you did that, them teleporters were vital because they would be your main means of escape if you were to get overrun in a room. I do also believe that this was the biggest zombies map at the time. And I think it goes without saying that the main camping spot in this map was at the very back room, up the stairs, near the mystery box location. I think my highest round on Darice is like 72 or something daft like that. And that just came from having monkey bombs, powerful weapons, and just camping in that exact spot with three other of my friends. Even the hellhounds weren't a big deal in this. As soon as you pack a punch your weapons, you could just basically slap them away when they came and jumped on you. This map was absolutely beautiful. I, I've got so many good memories on this that I cherish even to this day. And I did make a lot of zombie slaying friends through this map just because whenever you got on this map, everybody seemed to be nice for some reason. Everybody wanted to help each other out and play with each other. So that's why Darice is my favorite zombies map ever. So there you go. They're my top 10 favorite zombie maps personally. Be sure to hit me up on my Instagram at savage underscore official music and let me know if you disagreed with me and if you did disagree with me what you would have put as your top 10 and why. Obviously I'm not expecting you to send me a 20 minute episode but yeah just send me a message. But other than that I'll see you in tomorrow's story episode but until then I've been Johnny, you've been awesome, ta ta!